You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello and welcome to this, the Catholic Exchange Podcast. I'm Michael Lichens with you once again from CatholicExchange.com and our studios in New Hampshire, where thankfully we're getting more summer weather. I hope you all are having lovely days. This week I'm going to be talking about Faith Comes to the Gentiles from Mike Aquilina. This was originally published in the Catholic Viewer's Guide for A.D. The Bible Continues. You can also find it in Ministers and Martyrs, and I know I say this in every podcast, but honestly, you should pick up Ministers and Martyrs. I studied theology at a high level, and yet Ministers and Martyrs still taught me quite a bit about the early church. It's easy to read, it's condensed, and he backs everything up. Mike Aquilina has written over 40 books, he's produced documentaries, he's a great authority on this subject. So today we're talking about Faith Comes to the Gentiles, which you can find on CatholicExchange.com. The relationship between Romans and Jews was uneasy at best, mutually antagonistic at worst. There is ample evidence in the New Testament of the Jews' horror of Gentiles in general, and Romans in particular. Even Jesus said that an obstinate sinner should be treated as a Gentile and a tax collector. The chief priests, for their part, worried that Jesus' popularity would begin to look like a rebellion and would bring about a crackdown from the occupying powers. If we let him go on thus, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. Yet the gospel also sounded a new and hopeful note for the Romans. Both Matthew and Luke relate the story of a Roman centurion who sought healing for his beloved servant. The elders of this town begged Jesus on the centurion's behalf, perhaps assuming that the master would not listen to a Gentile. He is worthy to have you do this for him, they said, for he loves our nation and he built us our synagogue. And that's in Luke 7.4. Eventually the man pleaded his own case, moving Jesus to exclaim, Truly I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Matthew 8.10 The story is significant because it shows that a Gentile, even a Roman, and a high-ranking military officer at that, could have the kind of faith that God sought from Israel. Nor is the story unique. Another centurion seeing Jesus crucified was moved to confess the Master's divinity. Truly this man was the Son of God. Mark 15.39 In the Acts of the Apostles, St. Luke presents a Roman centurion who was also a believer in the God of Israel, a man who gave alms liberally to the people and prayed constantly to God. Cornelius received an extraordinary revelation from God regarding Peter, whom he sent soldiers to summon from Joppa. By the end of the incident, God had made clear to Peter that Israel's dietary taboos were no longer to be observed, and that's Acts 10.45. These developments led to a conflict. Jewish Christians of a traditionalist bent opposed what they saw as an abrogation of the ancient law. They vehemently protested Peter's sitting down to eat with Romans. The controversy continued as Paul and Barnabas made more converts among the Gentiles. It was settled only when the apostles met in council, as we see in Acts 15, and concluded that they should not trouble those the Gentiles who turned to God. Acts 15.19 Rome, the great Gentile capital, in fact would become the great Christian capital on earth. The trajectory of Luke's narrative is Romeward. Paul was inexorably drawn there, in spite of many obstacles, resolved in the spirit. He considered Macedonia, Achaia, and Jerusalem to be steps along the way. 
Thus he said, After I have been there, I must also see Rome, in Acts 19.21. The Lord himself made clear to Paul that the imperial capital should be his destination. Peter, too, made his way there, as we see in 1 Peter 5.13, and Christians would eventually cast the two apostles as the new founders of the city. That once again was from Mike Aquilina. He's an award-winning author, has published more than 40 books on doctrine, history, devotion. If you can think of it, he's written a book about it. He's trans- been translated in many languages. He's hosted, I think, about nine TV series and documentaries. And he's a frequent guest on EWTN, Catholic Answers, all over the radio. We'll probably have him here on the Catholic Exchange Podcast, so do be sure to listen. And I thank you all for joining us. I hope you will pick up Ministers and Martyrs, as well as the Catholic Viewer's Guide, if you're still watching AD and would like to learn more. It's a great period to learn, to learn about the drama and also the grace that happens in the early church. Otherwise, I hope you all are looking forward to a happy weekend. God love you all. Once again, this is Michael Litchens with CatholicExchange.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.